You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Oh my, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> Listen, the other part of this message talked about the agreement that Villanelle is out here being a bottom for Eve. That absolutely, I agree, Villanelle's a switch. I think we saw that behavior with the gay cannibalism. I think she was in that fucking restaurant, bodega, grocery, whatever it was. And she decided she was going to take pleasure for herself. She looked at those girls. She was like, that'll that'll work. That'll do. She followed them. She stalked them a little bit, scared them. And then was like, hey, I'm your I'm your hero. I'm your fucking. <laughs> some fucked up shit, by the way. Villanelle. I mean, it was. It, it was. spooked some girls. It was just swooping as the fucking hero. I'd be like, I'll protect you. Come back to my boudoir. And then I think in that kind of situation, it's like. Not to say there's not consent, but she's taking pleasure. She's like, I'm going to do this, and I can do this. I got the skills to pay the bills. I'm me. Look at my face. It's going to work. With Eve, I feel like she wants to be given the pleasure because she seems to be waiting for absolute consent from Eve, despite mm-hmm. the fact she undressed a hoe in Series 1. And she took a good look. A good oh, look? She took and a good look. And let a bitch know, I like what I see. She literally sniffed a bitch, dimed out Eve like you wearing my perfume, and Eve was like, fuck you, hoe. You know I'm wearing it. God damn it! my undies and then we saw what happened in series two she was calling a girl her girlfriend she was just stabbed and literally was like my girlfriend i gotta go see my girlfriend to the little child may he rest in peace may he rest murdered and murked by villanelle and then we saw the doros and then we saw the situations and then we saw forest of dean and then we saw them working together we literally get to the end where villanelle is trying to skip to the loo to alaska with a bitch Mm -hmm. if that doesn't scream I'll do whatever you ask of me as long as you stay with me, all right? I don't know what does. And we all know that Villanelle was willing to do whatever if Eve just didn't pivot on her fucking feet. But Eve is a fucking petty-ass motherfucker. She's a stubborn-ass bitch. She is. And she was not going to let Villanelle, I guess, play her like that. Because she's like, I have my pride. And then her pride led to her bleeding out (laughs) in fucking Rome. But... But I, I maintain that, that Villanelle is the bottom for Eve. And that's not to say that the dynamic can't change, but it absolutely can't change until Villanelle is able to get that O. Until she's able to get to some sort of stasis of, I can have sex with Eve whenever I want, and so now maybe I can find some act right. Maybe mm. I can calm the fuck down. Maybe I won't just wild out and go into a nunnery if I don't get what I want. Because I've had access to this. But until that happens, I maintain that Eve has all the power. And it doesn't matter how Eve be wilding out or the fact that she dropped to her knees. Oh, my God. She did do that. She dropped. I'm wondering if that same song played, but I blacked out the scene. It's erased from my memory. We're not going to talk about it. Stop it! We're not going to do it, Terrence. We're not going to do it. But I still maintain that the knee droppage, while it was a dark dark time, it was proxy. Because Nico wouldn't have known that information about what she really wanted to do had Villanelle not been like, so you should try this with your wife. Who, by the way left me this little present. I know, it's been intimate. She was in my bed and everything. Oh, she didn't tell you? She didn't tell you? It's wild. And he goes like, oh my God! And then he went home and tried the, the BDSM vibes and was like, wait a goddamn second. Who are you, Eve Palastri? And so I just feel like, even if we look at psychologically why some people can sometimes be into that is because they ultimately hold a lot of power within their their personalities. They are quote unquote alphas, dominant personalities. I would say Eve is very smart. Like even though she's working at MI5, like she seems like a pretty dominant personality. And so ultimately giving up control is something she wants to do. Sadly, we had to see it with Nico Palastri, but ultimately she wants to be able to do it with Villanelle. But I don't think Villanelle could handle it, is what I'm saying, which is why she said Nico over there. She was like, you should try this with your wife. I know she'd be into that. But do you really think Villanelle, especially in the first meeting, is going to have some drop to your knees? I don't think she got that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's there. Villanelle, who was like, let's go to Alaska and make pasta and food and cuddle. That Villanelle? That Villanelle? Yeah, that that's... Mm, who Eve was like, this is what you wanted. She was like, this is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. Like, she said it twice. She was thirsty. She was desperate. She was? Was she not? Which is why she shot a bitch. Because mm-hmm. she was like, you got me out here fully desperate, fully fucked up, and you still turned your back to me. I've never been down this bad. So I'm going to shoot you. 
so I can block this out of my mind entirely. And as we learned, Suzanne decided that she really thought a bitch was dead. And so that's how we got to take it, that she was like, oh, okay, I've never had this kind of rejection. We're going to kill that rejection for real. And we're going to pretend like it doesn't exist until Constantine blows up the spot and is like, actually, she's alive. And we get that great scene of like equilibrium redistribution for Villanelle mm-hmm. because she can't fucking comprehend the fact that Eve Palastri stole the world. And the obsession resumes. And that equilibrium is like one of the soul... Of being a bottom. Well, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I was gonna say it's it was one of the few major uh, takeaways that I hope will be the thing that is built upon when you continue the story because that that whole thing where she was underwater magically or overwater with her obsession with Eve Palastri, it's it proves that it's real. It is there. It's undeniable, and it's that that pressure's got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. It's got to go with Carolyn, as I said, <laughs> in my music, as some rando woman as she meets at the bar, the assassin, gun, guns, whatever her name was. Oh, yeah, it's gun with two ends. Or Villanelle, preferably, or all four. I would actually take all of the above. Peak gay messiness. I would take that shit. Like, it's undressed. MTV's undressed. Back in the day, I don't think they're going to do all that. But, you know, I agree that Eve, uh, to get back to the message, has exuded top energy and will continue to exude top energy, especially because they're telling us that Villanelle's fucking confused. Villanelle's a little bit lost. She doesn't know how to approach the future. She's over here at the fucking nunnery. Eve seems to know what the fuck she wants. That's top energy. Eve is like, I kind of still want to kill somebody. I kind of need to make it all worth it. I kind of feel like I need to catch a body for Kenny. Kenny wants me to catch a body. Kenny visited me at night Mm -hmm. as a ghost and he said, Eve, kill somebody, bitch. And so I just feel like That energy in and of itself, it might continue the parallel that we saw at the end of series three, which is Eve like, wow, I just, I'm rising. Dark Eve is rising. I stepped on Dasha (laughs) and I was into it. And Villanelle's like, oh, I I don't think I want to do this anymore. And Eve's like, you don't do what? The gay shit or the killing shit or all all of it? All of the above. And so I think perhaps we'll see a continued dynamic like that where Eve is the aggressive one. Eve is reckless. Eve is violent. And Villanelle's more passive until she's not. Hopefully that all wraps itself up by episode two. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, like know, one and done. Just, just get nothing. it all in you the bow. Like, I would like to see our girls back on a bullshit. Yes, here's hoping that we get enough screen time of Eve Palastri in the first two to three episodes to where we can have her on screen say something about her passions, her desires, her wants. Indeed. Oh, and if I didn't, I don't remember if I addressed the whole... Eve's repressed queerness or late queer blossoming. Yeah, we absolutely read it that way. I feel like we've said this before, but, you know, it'd be like that sometimes for the queers, that you just don't have someone in your sphere until they're in there that awakens and blossoms the Lilith vapors within your loins, and then you're like, what's this? What's this? Hello? What's this? And then perhaps you investigate it. You let it flourish. You marinate and meditate on the, the vapors, and then perhaps find yourself in some queer shenanigans. As you figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you're into, and so on and so forth. And so that's that's really been, as you guys know, one of my major complaints about this that has not been handled with enough nuance is that Eve has very much had a queer awakening that is sexual and not just spiritual. And it would be nice if they were better about, what's the word I want to say, pontificating. But, you know, just putting additional context in the right, show to the fact that it's a Right, because it's text already, but right. it seems to be... Not heavily supported for whatever reason. I, we don't know if it's cutting room floor stuff. But, but can we say that for all the seasons? We actually can't. Because we cannot say that for series one and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It was right there. Right up until the final scene in the last speech and Villanelle confessing her intense masturbation schedule. That is just mm-hmm. Dave Pilastri and her locks. And so series two, can we say that? No, because the the lust, the attraction, the sensuality, it's there from jump. Villanelle's referring to Eve as a girlfriend. And at the very end, all the way up until we were dreading what was going to happen in those ruins. There was romance. There was sexual tension. There was booby bumps. Mm-hmm. We saw it. Mm-hmm. It does not get weird in a certain way until series three. And so things can be said about different choices made for pacing. We completely, you know, upend the formula of them meeting, you know, in episode five, it's in episode three. And then it's subjective as to how people feel about which season is the better season. But I would say that series three is the least sexually provocative, even though it has the obvious kiss with the bus. Right. If that makes sense. Because the amount of sexual tension that is established just with them in the bathroom, 
wear it down. The sexual tension that's established between the doors. I mean, kudos to both Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer acting the fuck out of those scenes. But it's established fucking tension. Even the tension that you were recounting. Not so long ago with Martin, where she was on the edge of her seat, like, <gasps> you know, like, I think about her all the time. And so that is, at some point, you have to be realistic about fixations that veer off into other lanes. And this lane was a lane of eroticism, of sensuality, seduction, yep. queer awakening, boobs, noticing the boobs. Mm-hmm. As we know that Sandra O's Eve has made comments about ladies' boobs mm. in series one and series two. So... We have chosen to believe that those were the writers giving us little clues to be like, yo, obviously this bitch queer. I think there was less cues again in series three, but I feel like this is exactly what this is, especially because we found out that she met Nico when she was in college. We don't know how he was able to get her, but he did somehow, somehow. And so that's a lot of people, though, like just objectively, like you get into a relationship when you're really young, you get married to that person and that is your person. And then you don't actually have any kind of sexual awakening until maybe you get divorced. And you're like, oh, I was with this person for 20 years, 30 years. And I actually don't know what it is. I don't know what my sexual identity is. I don't even know what I like potentially, because if you were in the 89 percent of bitches not oh, getting O's, but think of something's happening. What what is going on? And so I think that's part of it. And we've talked about it from the head perspective. If most of the women. In heterosexual relationships, having sex aren't having good sex. They're not even having orgasms. So what then if you look at a bitch suddenly across the way and already your underwear is a miss from a glance? It's going to fuck you up. You're going to be like, what the, wait, a, wait a goddamn second. I've been with my husband for this many years and I have never had my body respond the way it just did. And it's the, it's the alarms. It's no, the gay yeah. panic where you're like, yeah. fuck, what? But I think we can all say that Eve's gay panic was was different. Remember the little speech she gave to Bill? She had eyes right. that were kind of like features. Kind of like features. It's beautiful. Like her hair just flowed. You know, I was pulled in to her essence. And Bill in the corner like, it sounds gay, Eve. <laughs> and, and it sounds the, gay. The officer was like, so would you say a square jaw <laughs> or a round? I'm like... She was like, Dude. did you understand? I said she looks like a Renaissance painting. Figure it out. Square. Square jaw. No. <laughs> so I'm with you there. And uh, yeah, I guess. So we both agree on that because we've talked about this many times. And there's still two bullet points to this lovely message. The second to last one is, do we need to talk about the new Killing Eve lingerie line? Does it, <laughs> does it hopefully foretell what's in store for our leading ladies? Are all we all clowns for thinking that? Cue the circus music. All of the above. No. <laughs> I was gonna say all of the above. All of the above. Have you seen this Killing Eve lingerie? I want to say the lingerie was modeled not by any of the actresses from the show. Oh please, no, that's not what happened. And so a lot of people are like, uh, so is this a bridge that we are going to cross? Or are we just saying that this lingerie is associated with the series and no one will be wearing it? That would be really fucking foolish if that's the case. If they're like, we just got lingerie because Killing Eve is sexy, not because it adds to the plot whatsoever. I would ask, why license Killing Eve to people if if none of the merch is going to make any sense for the fans to buy? Now, I remember seeing the, the lingerie and I'm going to be honest with y'all. Let me pull it up again. Yeah, to be honest with y'all, I really do think it's mostly a cash grab, but I really do hope that there is some inspiration to be taken. Check out the website if you guys haven't gone. The company is Coco Demar. You've probably seen it as we've all been clamoring for some degree of merch. And they said, bras, lingerie, underwear, lace. And so on the website, they've got different pieces labeled as cities. So we've got Berlin, Moscow, Paris, London, Vienna. And there's a model. She's cute. And she's in these outfits. And as far as we can tell, there's no relation to the Killing Eve that we know. Would you say, Terry? Uh, I, I, I can't find the correlation. I cannot. Not even like a lookbook? You can't see the lookbook correlation? In Amsterdam, Jody Comer had an outfit that had some rouge or red in it. So, naturally, the model is in a rouge piece. We're sorry, baby, on the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> That's me trying to draw conclusions I mean, from the aesthetics. I I mean, it, to me, it's like a color palette. Like someone was like, these were the colors Jody was in in these episodes in these cities. Let's correlate that to a lingerie line. Again, I don't know how you 
motherfuckers, and that's y'all a Coco. Expect to sell and move merch if you haven't made sure that you're like, are one of these thespians going to appear in one of these? Help us. Help us out. Help us out. Help us out. Please put one of your actors in this in a scene, please. Right. Like, how do you not partner with someone like a Charlotte and go, hey. Please, would you leave Charlotte the fuck alone? I miss Charlotte. You need to move on. Charlotte's been gone since series two. We all miss Charlotte, but guess who's not coming back to give us her fantastic outfits? Charlotte. Charlotte's in demand. Charlotte's booked and busy. Berlin and Moscow edits will launch in December 21 for the holiday season, followed by Paris, Vienna, and London for Valentine's Day, February 22. Oh, so. Okay. Of these, I feel like my favorites are Paris and Berlin. Like, those are styles I would rock. I guess Moscow's fine. I feel like Moscow is my least favorite. And it's probably because she got some kind of robe situation happening. I'm not there really is a robe, robe person. I'm not really there a robe person. There is robe happening. Right. I don't know why the robe's there, but it's there. Low key, some of these things look like stuff I've worn in Burning Man. But you know what? <laughs> it's, another, <laughs> it's another category of life. So I don't know what to say other than it's a massive missed opportunity as a retailer, designer, whatever, to attach something to a show like Killing Eve and not make sure at least some element of that is involved in the show. Like Lueve, you know, they were featuring pieces that Jody was actually wearing that someone could fucking go to their boutique and buy that shit. If that's not the case here, major missed opportunity for them and us, the viewers, because that would mean we get sexy time for sure with Villain Eve. But that is, oh, well, you know what? It could be Villanelle just doing what she does, get dressed up, have a bath all to yourself. But she's in the nunnery. And they said she was in a tie-dye t-shirt. So forget it. And we know Eve isn't buying this stuff. For what? She got nothing. She's, she's basically yeah. homeless. Well. She's grifting on Carolyn's couch for <laughs> food in return for sex. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> let me leave that muse. So yeah, to answer your question, I don't know. But we can be hopeful. We can be hopeful that this maybe means something. But always be prepared with your clown makeup contour, friends. Right. Because you never know. You never you know. You never know. And the final bullet point here is, finally, as someone who hadn't yet come to Killing Eve while the first three series were on air, what is your expert opinion on the best way to watch season four in the U.S. when it premieres? Should I buy an AMC account? Well, since we have recently discovered that AMC, at the very least with the first episode, will be dropping it a day early, if you are seething for new Killing Eve content like we all are, then absolutely I'm unfortunately going to have to recommend you giving your ducats to AMC (laughs) Plus or whatever that package is. And I say unfortunately because we don't get any benefits for saying this. That's true. And we were kind of mad with that subscription when we had it because it just felt like it wouldn't do much for us. But yeah, that seems to be the case. So if you want to be an early adopter and non-spoiled by the definite Killing E fans that will be on Twitter and Tumblr and the rest of the Internet talking about whatever they saw as soon as they see it, making gifts, I would suggest the AMC subscription. Agreed. To watch it early. Because that's what we're going to do. And go live. And so go live. To, right. So you need the subscription to go live with us. And so we can all watch it together. That reminds me of random people showing up on live. How are you watching the episode? It's like, look. Um, <laughs> well. Oh, my. AMC get at us with some fucking points or whatever. Give us our subscription for free. So uh, Megan ends this email saying, thank you again for all of your work and insights. And Lauda, we trust. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Believe in Villainese. Yes. Believe in Villainese. Believe in Villainese. Thank you very much for that note. We enjoyed working through it. Yeah. It was nice meaty, meaty note. Okay. Our next email comes from Bronwyn and it reads Hi, both. Thank you for running my favorite podcast ever. And getting us all through the final months before Series 4 comes out. So sorry to be the bearer of this news, but there are oh, some dear. more photos of that oh, terrifying love it. scene. Love it. Uh, and then it says, there's a load at the end, and it looks like even Villanelle are embracing, and one of them is shot in the back, question mark? In the back and through the titty, or is Spoilers? this on top of the titty I'm shot? So is Villanelle shot multiple times? Maybe it's just blood getting on blood from the embrace. And it's like, oh. Well, I guess finish reading and then we'll look at the link. Let's see. From the looks on their faces, I'd say it's definitely a surprise to both of them. I'm wondering if the blood on V's shirt isn't supposed to be seen because of camera angles until she pulls back. And so is directly from either a shot that's gone through Eve or through herself? Question mark. Not gone through Eve. A two for one. 
Oh. Uh, considering they both turn to face behind Eve, my best guess is that the shot comes from there and hits Eve. The blood spilling onto V. Oh. Either way, I'm highly upset. Me uh, too. Oof. And one more thing from the photos on the mobility scooter. It looks like at one point Eve is wearing a white hoodie. And then at another point, V has it around her shoulders. Oh. Small, but I'm using it to make myself Yo, feel Yo, Villanelle that, uh, is the one of the couple that would steal the hoodies. You know, there's always a hoodie stealer. There is. My hoodies, for instance, are always the ones taken. Oh, no. No. I need to be a fucking stealer of hoodies. Okay. So let's click this link. Oh, my God. Terrence, so how many photos? Are are two. Uh, there. Oh, there's wow. a lot of fucking photos. There's a lot of photos. Wait. What? Wait, maybe this is... Remember in Megan's message, mentioned photos, additional photos of Carolyn and the convertible and being kidnapped and the mobility scooter. I think right. perhaps this was referring to this, this very, yes. collection. Very likely. Of hundreds of fucking set photos. Honestly, sit gentle, fire somebody. Fire whoever's responsible for setting up reproduction dates. I mean, I know that you guys are shooting out of order. That is the only saving grace to literally, Terrence, look at the photos. Terrence, it's like a flip book for some of these. Oh, no, I could you're just right. put them in an animation program and I have a scene. There are 221 photos. Well, first of all, thank you for sending us this fucking link because we definitely had not seen this link. And now enjoy this quick music interlude while we peruse these dozens of photos. We'll be back. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we are back and um, perhaps still at a loss for words. I'm still scrolling and like zooming in to be like, what is there to potentially obsess over in these images? What are your first thoughts, Terrence? Or why don't you, I guess, describe the first batch of photos we see, which is Carolyn and Villanelle in some outfit. It looks like a silk outfit. Yeah, it looks like a beach energy. There's sand. There's like a blue. Is it a convertible? It is a convertible. It's beautiful. I'm wondering if it's one of Carolyn's. Looks like it could be vehicles with the outfit that Carolyn is wearing. Yeah, I guess here and there, just relaxing. I'm wondering if they went there both together and intentionally. I'm wondering if this was like a joyride, like let's go for a drive, Carolyn energy. You I'm mean unsure. like by force? Like kidnapping? Like what was suggested? Right. Kind of like how when Constantine stepped out of the bodega and Carolyn's like, let's, let's go for a drive. That's true. <laughs> she did. She did snatch his ass up. Like, no, that wasn't a question. Get in the car. So who knows if they're going out there to meet Eve? Who knows? We don't know. But that means that Carolyn was playing Villanelle close versus Eve. I can't. I don't know. I don't know which way to get jiggy with these photos. But it's a lot of them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're like, I have nothing for you. Uh, it's a lot of them. I see I the mobility have scooter. Nothing, nothing, nothing. If they did a Villeneuve assassin off and then they won, but they got beat. Well, they got beat up, but they won. That would be cute. But what reason would Villanelle have to kidnap Carolyn? Like, she working for the 12 again? I already know that one article said that and I'm still like, what? Working for the 12, but kidnap Carolyn for what? Because last we saw... Villanelle with Carolyn, she was getting her kicks on Route 66 on the couch as Carolyn threatened to shoot Constantine. And Constantine was like, Villanelle, do something. And she was like, who, me? Right. Uh, I'm watching. I'm, right. I'm good. I'm enjoying myself. Eve wanted to do something. Next to my girlfriend. Held right. her back. Right. Right. She's like, Eve, mind your business. We're here to observe. She's like, today a new chapter in my life starts. Bear witness to Carolyn's misandry. Not getting involved. Right. Not getting involved. Right. Lots of umbrellas, but that's probably from the intense sunlight. They just wanted to make sure the actors were safe. So do you think this Carolyn blue convertible scene happens before or after the mobility scooter and pajama, red pajama pants? Maybe episode three, I would say. What? I said, do you think it happens before or after? And you giving me episode numbers. Oh, right. Okay. I know you'd be on your pilastri shit, but wow. So. Uh, Remember, they're shooting out of order. I think the mobility scooter is later. You think it's later in the season? Yeah. I think it's sooner. It would be nice if it's sooner, but I think it's later. I mean, if it's after Villanelle gets shot in the titty and they just looking fucked up because it's been a rough night, I'll take that. Because it would mean they really shot out of order. And that would please me intensely to be wrong about the titty shot being the finale. What, what if, if it's like episode three? What if like they do it like how The Witcher did series one? The Witcher? 
remember how like in the beginning they were really in the middle and then when you got closer to near the end it was a flashback but you didn't know it until it happened i guess you want some witcher direction killing me i just feel like those missing months they don't need to be missing <sighs> And if this is how I get them, because they flashed forward. Oh, and not then you with the flash forwards. We know how cheap a writing device this is. That if they do it, it's like, okay. But how much can you lean upon it? That's risky. That is. Because then it's cheap. But they you also know it's not the final. So they're like. But then why go forward if you want to go backwards? You know what I'm saying? When you could just be in the time and oh, then I jump agree. forward again. I like agree. you could be like, we're showing you this right now. And now it's three months later. I agree. Versus just being three months later. And now we're showing you three months ago. Unless you're trying to play with like reveals to the audience, I suppose. Maybe there will be reveals. So maybe some of them are in these photos and we are being spoiled before our very eyes. So we just don't know it. Is even the mobility scooter because she has been in distress? Like, <laughs> has she been worked out? Is it because her and Villadelle just banged for the first time and she can't walk properly? Oh, can you imagine? Uh- I could imagine. Uh, maybe she just likes the, maybe Eve just likes the way the mobility scooter feels. What is that? <laughs> I don't. All right, I'm gonna just leave it up there. <laughs> I'm gonna drop it on the ground. Just leave it there. They both look like they've been through it though in these pictures. That's for sure. They don't look like they're at their best. And Villanelle looks like she's potentially recovering from something because why is she not on her fashion best? Right. It could be and because she's still on her nine bullshit. Deal. Yeah. But yeah, why are they always buy the fucking water? What's that about? Where's the beach? The beach magically disappeared because no, I don't think they're in the London, right? Are they still in London in this beach, or are they elsewhere? I'm hoping that beach isn't in London. Maybe they're back in Spain. I don't think it is. From the visions, the way we need locations, we need. We them. don't. We have enough spoilers. <laughs> no, we don't. And if they're still doing those title cards, hey, we'll know as soon as we're there. Vienna. Oh, that's true. Madrid, Rio. Speaking of title cards, I want to ask. Do you think that we're going to get opening sequences this season? What do you mean? Like in series three, every episode had an opening sequence. Oh, you mean like the intro to the show itself? Right, right. You mean on that Suzanne tip? I don't know. It depends what Laura's into. It really does. I think we'll still get the labeling of the cities because that will never go away, even though Suzanne was the first to like really experiment with how that was happening. I think we just go back to titles. Boom, here we are. And I don't think we need to spend weeks theorizing on the ink drops mm-hmm. in the intro <laughs> and what it means uh, about Aquilades because where did that get us last series Terrence? it got us nowhere it got us extra hours for all villanelle mm-hmm. that led to nothing went nowhere so what do you think is the state of villanelle in these jammies i mean i've said what i think potentially is happening but what are your thoughts i think that her journey towards god is over <laughs> okay i'll take that why she looks so fucked up she get beat up she been attacked? Uh, maybe she was rejected by... Rejected? By who? By Eve again? Or by Carolyn. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Rejected by Carolyn for what? Mayhaps. You know Carolyn is in no position to offer jobs because she barely has one herself. Well, that is true. <laughs> so she's not hiring any new employees. So that may be what Villanelle takes issue with. Because she was hoping to get some scratch. Because she maybe has been diddling in her, you know, her offshores. And she's like, well, I need to replenish my coffers. And I can't go back to the 12. So it might be easiest to just get a job with people that I know. And Carolyn's like, well, I'm on my final write-up. <laughs> They're watching me like a hawk. And so I can't um, I can't guarantee you uh, income yet. That's a whole lot of pilastriisms. That's what I will say for your theories. Well, I think I will ultimately say that I believe at this time, because why not? They're shooting out of order. That the mobility scooter follows the events of the boat. Because they seem to be by the water. Because we know that they're on that boat in that harbor in London. But then we have another part by water that looks nothing like London. And so maybe, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. That the mobility scooter scene is after whatever happens on this boat in London. And they've tried to maybe get away somewhere. I feel like that was a suggestion from one of the notes we were reading that they barely get away. 
and they're in some other country and Eve is riding the mobility scooter because she's been fucked up. Villanelle's in her jammies because that's all they can do. And they go from there. What that means, I don't know. But they're down bad because I just feel like it makes more sense. Like why are Eve and Villanelle looking like they're engaging in shenanigans? Those shenanigans go wrong. And it makes more sense that the shenanigans going wrong is not at the end of the show, especially because like I said, this would be the worst leak in Sid Gentles, the BBC's AMC thing for us to be like, here's the finale and here's proof that Villanelle is shot or Eve is shot. They're both shot at the same time, whatever. Like, why would you want us to know that unless potentially it was a plot device earlier in the season and not to end the season? Again, I'm holding on to optimism, but that's what I'm going with. Your optimism is more than appreciated. At least they're together. You said this looks like at least three scenes. So, hey, three scenes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) And Eve and Villanelle, woo! We're already matching what we had last series. No, that's a lie. But it's close. Is it not? Oh, it's close. We get Villanelle and Eve on the bus. Villanelle and Eve in the ballroom. Villanelle and Eve in the house. Villanelle and Eve on the bridge. Yep. So that's four. So I wasn't actually exaggerating, you guys. That salty remark was also true. Strike true, Candace. And I did to the heart of the reality of what we've been dealing with as Killing Eve fans. Any final thoughts on these photos that you want to add? Oh, I just wanted to say a very special thank you for access to these photos because man, oh man. They are a lot. They are a lot. But um, ultimately, I can't wait for these episodes to air. So that way there's more context to what I'm looking at. Because it seems like, I mean, I would love to put them in some version of an order. But I still feel like there are holes missing. So I don't know if you say, we say, we know that they're shooting out of order. So there's pieces of the sequence that is not included in the batch of photos. What do you think about the whole, it's not Villanelle's blood, it's really Eve's? Oh, well, I think the whole big moment of content is going to be whose blood is it. I don't think that it's Eve's blood, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Uh, Because then it's, you took a bullet from me and then that... Versus pulling a bullet in me. Right, right. I was about to add a third part and make it a dirty joke, but I will refrain. (laughs) I will exercise restraint. Do we have any more messages or was that the final message? Yes, there is one more message. Ah, let me look, let me look. From Catherine. Fantastic. Okay, so Catherine writes, Hiya, I know you're busy with real lives and work and trying to avoid anti-vaxxers. Isn't that a word? But I just listened to your spoiler podcast from December 12th, and this was before the EW article with new photos and the release of the season premiere date. I can't wait to hear your deep dive multi-episode take on this new information. What will Terrence Pilastri make of those developments? Are they still trying to take a steamer to Cuba? They are. Oh. Anyway, happy holidays and look forward to the new recaps to come. Catherine. Thank you for writing, Catherine. Look, this episode, however long it's going to be, I don't know, an hour, two? You guys have heard us go to the highest of heights, I think, as Killing Eve fans, but also the deepest (laughs) of depths, the lowest of lows. We imagined a universe in which there is no smash. And if that's not the lowest place we can go, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. I don't know what it is. I have to be honest with you, Catherine. I have partly blacked out some of what we covered today so far. I, I can't really be sure. Of all that I've said, I definitely think I've said some things that perhaps in the light of day, even though the sun is coming up soon, I'll be like, oh, Candace, did you go too far? Were you too enraged, upset, delusional, hopeful? I don't know. You're listening to this right now. And so you'll have to fucking tell me right in again if you want. And let me know how we did. Because I don't know. I feel like we talked about these things. I feel like things were revealed to us in ways that we did not expect, that we did not want. Right. It happened anyway. Right. You guys were here for the ride. It got really low. And then it got it got better because we chose joy. We chose joy. And then we read your guys' messages that you sent in. And it helped us find more joy in musings. As we said earlier, cloud makeup contour. This is a roller coaster ride. This is Ooh. it's like when I went on the King Da Ka for the first time all the years ago. You know that that ride that just like you go yes. all the way up and then you just go down. Yes. And people talk that shit until you're waiting in the thing and it's waiting to go up. And then like in those minutes just before you go up, all the people that were talking shit are real quiet. And contemplative because they're like, actually, the fact that we haven't just shot the fuck right up is increasing my anxiety as I anticipate this shit. And so this is this is where we are for Killing Eve. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. 
And I really hope that we all come out on the positive end. I hope that the show is everything we want it to be and that it is absolutely rewatchable. I do not want it to be Game of Thrones. I do not want it to be the thing I curse and never seek to rewatch. I want it to be that thing that I can have as comfort food, comfort media, having a bad day. It's raining. Put on Killing Eve because that's Gentleman Jack right now. And I don't know exactly what's going to be happening in season two. We have good ideas based on what we know from the diaries. But I have no doubt that Gentleman Jack will remain a comfort food, a queer comfort food where I'm like, I'm feeling blue. Let me go see what Annalise is doing today with her wife. And so I just, I want that for Killing Eve. That's what I want. And, you know, a lot has been said this episode. Perhaps we will get none of it, all of it, some of it. (laughs) Depends Uh, on the edit. We'll do it together. We'll do it together. Glad you're looking forward to the recaps. I'm actually dreading it, to be honest with you, Catherine, because I don't know what you guys are going to get from me. It's going to be real. It's It's going to be be honest. honest. It's going to be raw. It's going to be honest. It's going to be raw. Be prepared. It's going to be what it's going to be. And at the very least, if you're on the lives with us, you will have a preview (laughs) of what you can expect, of what vibes will be coming out on What What Villanelle. But thank you again, Catherine, for writing in and listening to the podcast. We appreciate you. I do believe that that is all. Okay, okay, okay. And that concludes this episode segment of Gayo Correo. <laughs> it's hard. No, trust me. It's hard. I know. All right, so I guess it's time for Spotted on Twitter Tumblr. Let's do it. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, all right. Um... You guys see this? Wait, I'm going to send this What is to it? You. Send it right, immediately. Right now. Stat. So all the things. All right. Why don't you go first, Mr. Plastry? Uh, so our very first spot on Twitter Tumblr is from Abby. And it reads, Took a nap and had a dream that the Killing Eve writers decided to take the friendship route for Eve and Villanelle. Oh! And that... is a villain origin story oh it sure is it yeah that's that's not what we do that is not of lilith it is not of sappho we reject it i really feel like these tweets we've been finding just express the anxieties of the killing eve fandom at this time all right let me see what is number two this one (laughs) this person's handle says the original clown and that's hard to say because the killing eve fandom is full of clowns who was the first right we'll never know And the original clown tweets in all capital letters, I know you have the promo pictures. Give them to us now at Killing Eve. And then it's got the the bag emoji face, the sweet bagging face, the eyes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it shows the season one promo. Season one promo. With the Thule dress. Yes, season two promo. Pink dress. Season two. Sorry, baby. Oh, that. Emeralds. The dip. Season three. After the fake outs. Remember, there were fake outs There were fake outs. No, there were. We got season three. Oh, it's dresses and they're flying in the air it's red it's passion and then of mm-hmm. course a stressed out image because we have nothing for series four and it's unprecedented for us to be a month away and to have no concrete media images propaganda villain eve queer vibes like where's the why? rollout why this saddens me are y'all being cheap every day is it because of the pdd <laughs> is it the pdd you guys have made enough money you're being cheap you're saying let's let's leave it for the week before. I okay. mean, I did see right. uh, a Nike commercial sure. where there was no product, and that was weird. So I guess I get it. Like, wow, wow, this wow. is new press. I don't know. Whatever. So this next one comes from period. Uh, <laughs> it's this just reads, the punctuation. Mm-hmm. All right. This reads: I have a feeling that right. after Killing Eve series four, I'll either become Lord Neil's number one cocksucker or oh. I'll land oh. on international news. So, she's, so that wait. means <laughs> she's on her knees. For worse, she's either on her knees for Lord Neil. Or on her knees for the popo because right, she's but, committed a crime. Right, right because okay. right <laughs> is this her villain <laughs> origin story? She's either saying, Laura Neal, use me as you please. Or, Laura Neal. <laughs> say, your, say your final prayers. I mean, or maybe, that, maybe that's Sally. Maybe that's the whole gentle team. I don't know what crimes this person will be doing, but I get the sentiment. I do. Mm. Mm. All right. What is this next tweet here? Wow. The Killing You fandom energy is the same all around. Mm-hmm. This tweet is from Samantha. And Samantha writes, love the lack of energy for the final season. Go, girl. <laughs> Killing Eve. Give, Give us, us nothing. nothing. I can't. It's yeah. Villanelle and the Snuffleupagus. 
outfit. I call it the greedy Snuffleupagus because Snuffleupagus is not green anyway. Or maybe I should say the MB. MB oh, is Snuffleupagus. Yeah. <sighs> All right. This next one is from Veronica Grizzlack. It reads, you'd think I was the bad guy. It says 34 days ago. With oh, it's apple and a knife. Yes. And it's this half is nice. Eve, half a nail. Oh, I see what you're doing. February 27th. We have no fan art. We have no images for series four. So the fan said, We'll make our I'll own. Do it. Right. I got it. Right. I got you. Thank you, Veronica. And it looks like this follow up tweet is from the same user, another piece of fan art. And it says, What would Villanelle do? And over Villanelle is Jesus crossed out. Exactly. I'm not trying to find out what you're doing in the nunnery. I'm trying to find out what you do if you're Villanelle and you are led by misandry in your loins. <laughs> I am <laughs> angry because I just realized what this next one is. And it's from Tallulah Shark. And the profile photo is, of course, it's Eve in the blonde wig. Tallulah the stripper? <laughs> stripper Eve? Tallulah Shark in a blonde in wig. In the multiverse and of glasses. musings where Eve is got her new job as a stripper trying to make ends meet. The tweet reads, Oh, to be a killing Eve Stan. And it's uh, the laughing emoji with the sweat drip. And then there's a clown uh, Always emoji. a clown. Oh, it's and, a... Oh, it looks like some sort of... Some it's, sort of mm-hmm, it's, it's... Rave. Yep, it's Crocodile Rock. And From it's Pinna, AMC. The Pinna AMC episode. Plus. It's BBC iPlayer killing okay. you Twitter. Okay, all right. I see what it is. It's Villanelle from the Pinna episode yes. where her relatives was wiling out to Elton John. Yeah. And so the killing you stands are Villanelle. Yes. And <laughs> no, I need to turn down the audio with the that horrible sound that they were making. So it's BBC iPlayer, AMC Plus, AMC, killing you Twitter, Torrance. You see how Torrance is hovering like uh-huh. low in the background, but it's there. BBC America flew in and flew out. BBC iPlayer. We can't even get iPlayer over here. No, it's accurate. Can we find the content in one consistent place? Well, the crowd? Keep... No! The answer's no. Narrator said, and the answer was no. They will give you a season, and then after a month, it goes away. It it's like, well, where did it go? It's gone. Why am I paying for this? No, if that's why we stopped paying for AMC Plus, remember? Because we thought it would live there, and then we right. went back in, and it was it gone, there. and we were like, oh! So you're not even going to let us keep Killing Eve, you said, just for this? Okay, cool. Let's just get the DVD. Anyway, was that the last tweet? I know we didn't have many for this week because uh, it was all the same sentiment. Give us something. And we have nothing. So there was one that I added. Oh. Please, by all I, means. I sent to you. It's, what is this? I had to use my tits. Is the Whoa, username? What? Oh, the username. I yes. was like, well, who was using? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> is this because you want me to? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yo, is that supposed to be fucking Eve? Yes. Oh, my God. Enough. Um, <laughs> um, wow. So that was not the credits at the end. So, <laughs> so that was a person, an individual on TikTok, it looks like, giving us a plausible scenario for episode one of series four, in which Villanelle is at the church doing her penance. <laughs> And Eve is a bad spy in a wig. <laughs> As I describe it, bad spy in a wig looking for her girlfriend. <sighs> Thank y'all for making content in the interim. These dark days, these dry as fuck, dark as fuck days without actual Killing Eve content. And even though AMC, Sagento Films, everyone involved with this fucking show might actually wait until the week before, before they give us a trailer. I just want you guys to know we're prepared for that. We already know how they do. They've been trolling us since 2018. So it's fine. We just want you guys to prepare yourselves for that as well. All of you looking for a trailer, looking for a preview, give yourself up until the week before, before you get really mad, because this is what they do. This is how they roll. And it's fucking fine. We're here to muse into the multiverse. That's right. Until we have things that take away verifiably our musings. Here, here. And I guess that concludes Spotted the Fuck On. Well, it seems like it's about that time, guys, for uh, a final final takes. Final takes, that's right. This is the end, guys. Well, almost the end. All right, let's get into it. You first, you first. Uh, so it seems almost like clockwork that an article will come along and tightly wind, tightly, tightly wind up of <laughs> uh, the fandom because they say inflammatory things that make things seem like we're not getting what we want. And yes, that is a pit of despair that we could throw ourselves in. It is an option. That is a choice. It is an option. But you know what? There's also the option to choose not to live in the worst timeline. We refuse. 
to call the timeline that we're in now the absolute worst. And so we decided to shatter reality as we knew it to give space for and to explore other versions of now that are getting things that seem tasty and delicious. So... (laughs) Oh, my God. I am my Don Quixote sanity or insanity, however you choose to identify the sanity of Don Quixote, will ride off into the windmill with my head held high as I'm going to face that giant dragon. That's what I'm going to do. (laughs) My goal and hope is that I have so much fun this season that I'm just thankful for the entire ride as a whole. That's what I want. I want the fun. And if I can't have fun, I want the smash. Now, if if you can also make the smash smash. fun, that would be double extra credit. You know what I mean? I'm saying? Smashing. Yes, yes. Between ladies like Mm. Villanelle and Eve should always be fun. A little dangerous. So I, <laughs> I, I don't so know I just why want you to, if out. you are Googling and you're finding these articles, if you are finding information that you feel goes against your version of reality, you know, you can cast it aside. Call them a liar. You're allowed. Jambalaya? Not jambalaya, but you can call them a liar. You can cast oh, the naysayers aside. I don't know why I heard jambalaya, mm. but I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that hour in the morning. It is. But yes, we're here for a good time. <laughs> we're here for a good time. Uh, and as we've heard, it's the final season now for a long time. So uh, let's make uh, these next uh, couple of months worth it. Jeez. Jeez. So, so let's not stress over an article or two. Oh, we going to stress. Let's wait for the we're premiere. That too, though. See. Let's stress now and stress later. Yes. Yes. See? That works. Microdosey stress. Somebody. If they can microdose their stress, please do it. I'm not sure that I am the one that's effective at that plan, but we can all try. All right. I guess it's to me now for my final take, since we didn't even bother last episode to have final takes. We were so bewildered by the spoilers. It makes perfect sense. Let's see. What is my final take? Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to reiterate most of what I said at the end of my multiverse musings, which is foolish, delirious optimism and an actual tangible belief that someone intends to bamboozle and confuse and mislead to the benefit of the show. That having people go in with an idea that they know what's going on, especially with the immense leaks and the way they've been covered ridiculously by the worst gossip rags of the UK, they gotta know that that's out there. And they certainly had to have predicted it given how popular Jody has been in the UK prior to Killing Eve and certainly after Killing Eve that we saw what the fuck happened last series and we all knew that the final episode was going to have Villanelle in this red pantsuit and Eve over here. And so with the knowledge from what Jody has said in interviews, hopefully they are not gaslighting us, but it is actual facts that they have shot out of order. And we're ultimately just waiting to see what is happening when. And so that being said, you know, I'm going to go for the optimistic part. I'm going to go with in Lauda. We fucking trust that Laura is going to have me. Lauda's not going to have me fucked up. Oh, Candace, we're going to go the whole season. The whole season. Or at least half of the season before they see each other. I feel like she's. they're going to pretend they're going to do that. And then they're going to get me right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully by the end of the first episode. But definitely by the second episode. And until we get that first episode. And you're like, Candace, cloud make a bitch. That is my theory that it is um, a misnomer. It's a misdirect that they're not together, which is close enough to my musings like last year, that if there is some sort of misdirection that pretends that they're not together, even if they are not together, but then they are brought back together within a very quick time. Like, don't give me any side jaunts with Constantine because it's not necessary. Constantine's on the run. Right. He got nothing to say to Villanelle. And so no side bullshit with Gemma. Kenny's dead. He's not there. We've left all the employees bear and the rest of them that were doing stuff so realistically paul's dead we haven't seen julia gulia in a fucking season and so there should be no fucking distractions get right into the shit as soon as the series starts and then rejoin our girls on their quest for vengeance or what have you with carolyn reluctantly being pulled along (laughs) perhaps because she's kidnapped maybe but yeah that's what i'm going with i'm going with yes we are going to get more than one episode with them together we are going to get you know what fuck it We're going to get another kiss. That's right. I said it. Which you're like, Candace, you want to smash. Isn't that the bare minimum? No. No. This is AMC we're talking about. 
they could totally give us one or the other. They could be like, here's yep. a smash. Here's an implied smash. Here's a kiss. So I want all of the above. Give me a kiss. And matter of fact, give me more than one. Shit. You know what? It's optimism. We're going to get two kisses, y'all. We're going to get the smash or an implied smash. If we mm. go with Terrence's fucking bullshit. Oh, they let us know in the months past they actually had a relationship and slept together. That would piss me oh, the no, hell I off. I know. But it would still be a confirmed smash versus the Forest of Dean wonderings that we have about queer goings on. And yeah, my final take is I do believe that even Villanelle will be back in each other's sphere because mm-hmm. I really do think they authentically care for and love each other and they just have need to have the circumstances show up for them to be back in each other's sphere and not be able to help it and then we back on the bullshit mm. we back on the bullshit please let that be episode two that's what i'm going with for now thank you Ooh, keep baby, hope alive do you know keep that's where not san junipero <laughs> oh my god how dare you san junipero that's optimistic. We were talking about <laughs> like Thelma and Thelma, like dying. Like, what was it? Bonnie and Bonnie. Bonnie and Bonnie, yeah. Clyde and Clyde, like they are going down. But maybe they're not. Maybe they but live. Maybe, right. Because if this titty shot is in the early part of the season and it's the lady in red, which honestly, Helene should have all that beef. If Helene's not trying to shoot Villanelle her titty, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and maybe it's one of the new assassins that gets her. Like, her and Eve are doing something. They get shot up, and then they got to go on some extra stuff to deal with the fact that these people are trying to kill them. And so now they really have to take out the 12 and take out every last one of the 12. I don't know. That was all over the place. I have my chart. I'm like Terrence Blastry, just putting things <laughs> together. I don't know if they make sense. But, yeah, yeah, those are my final thoughts. Like, good things are on the horizon. Smashes, making out, giving of hoodies. Yes. It's good shit. That's good, right. Two hours ago, I was down bad. <laughs> I really was, but not anymore, you guys. I'm back up, clown makeup contour, ready to be applied, and I feel good. All right, now that is a final take. Thank you. Thank you so much. I would like to thank Lilith for <laughs> the resolve to continue and carry on despite the many patriarchal things that tried to set me back. One of them is called Nico Palastri. Oh, the other one is called Hugo. Who's still trying to sue? I can't. I can't. Also, that motherfucker that did heroin, the boss. Oh right. Uh, also, Jamie. Bear. Right. Bear. Mm-hmm. Jamie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, bear. Put him in there. Jess also better not show up in this show because we don't need the extra lines for Jess. If it's not Elena, I don't want her. The only former employee that should be coming back to Killing Eve that isn't fucking Sean Delaney as Kenny's dead fucking ghost giving advice. If it's not Elena, I don't want it, Terrence. I don't want it. Okay, I lied. If it's not Elena or Julia Gulia, mm. because she could come in and be jealous that Carolyn is sleeping with Eve. Or she could be like, could we, is this, is somebody having a party or something in here? <laughs> orgy joke. Anyway, I'm done. Is that an orgy? No, that's a threesome. Or orgy's four or more, right? Well. What's the politics on orgy? Is it two or more? Because I, I'm like threesome. Is a threesome, but an orgy is like four or more, right? But I'm wondering if a threesome could also be classified as an orgy. As an orgy. Well, does it depend on the dynamics of the threesome? Like, you know how sometimes there's a focus of the threesome, there's a central point, right? And then the other two are focusing on said point. Then there's a free for all threesome where everyone's getting down with the get down, right? And I think that latter may be more. So you think it goes into orgy territory? Yeah, indeed. So perhaps it would be an orgy with Carolyn, Eve, and Julia Gulia, because I do think everyone would get in where they fit in. Mm. Agree. Pun intended. Anyway, it's late. It's late. I continue to evolve with my jokes. The closer we get to sunrise, the jokes get worse and worse and worse. Or better, depending on how y'all look at it. Well, I guess all that's left to do are the announcements. What do we have this week for Rona Jams? Rona Jams, somehow I can still find them. Most of them didn't even come out this year or even last year. They just are around because people from the Caribbean love to make music about just damn near anything. And so, of course, there are throngs and throngs of Rona songs. And this week, I've got a song called Naronia. Mm. Naronia by Natural Flames, a lady. So let us hit that shit. Ooh, I like the vibe. Hit him with a good wine. 
The pandemic has struck the nation. It's true. But why don't you strike the listeners with your goddamn announcements? A reminder that you can reach out to us at hey you guys all one word at wellwellvillanelle.com. Our Insta is wellwellvillanelle. And our Twitter, if you're about it, about it, is wellvillanelle. Please continue to do your part to stop the spread and lower your risk of mask infection. Oh, please. There is an additional variant out there, so please keep it cute and wear a mask even if you are vaccinated. And wear one of them good shits, too, like an N95 or an N95. <laughs> this podcast runs on gay hopes and dreams, but also your support. You can support the podcast by rating or reviewing us on iTunes or any other platform you may be listening to us on. Reviews are more helpful than you know. So if you haven't already, please go ahead and review us now. We read them all. Appreciate them all. We do. And they help the podcast tremendously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can also support the podcast by becoming a patron. Or even better, buy some merch from our store. We know that it was open and then it was closed. <laughs> it was a grand opening, grand closing. Grand but it's open again. Uh, the address is misandry.store. And Candice has been hard at work on new designs. Uh, you can also use ko-fi.com forward slash misandry to buy us the occasional cup of coffee. Please check the show notes for all relevant links. Lastly, please be sure to check out our network's Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Church of Misandry to support the projects that fall under the network umbrella. Like Church of Misandry podcast. Right. Donations help to offset overhead costs and unexpected expenses like commuting during a pandemic and studio maintenance. And as always, a very special shout out to all the essential workers, whether on salary or hourly, tip-based, and everyone in between. Yo. You help keep this city running. Yes. And we can't do what we do without, without you. you. Thank y'all bitches for holding it down. It has been two years. And y'all still in the sheds. We appreciate y'all. This song really, it really got the vibes going. The whole society dealing with the Rona. I'm not going to give y'all my accent. So is it time then, good sir, for the country rundown? It is. Don't forget New Zealand. Oh, but it's, it's serious. Don't you forget New Zealand. We got listeners in New Zealand in case you weren't aware. That's perfect. I guess I'll pick it up a little bit with the tempo. With this next Rona Jam coming out of the lovely islands of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And this is called Living with Corona. Oh, no. <laughs> it's no. straightforward. It's straightforward. Hey. Well, all right. Well, all right. Well, all right. The Christmas shopping done. The party is done. But like the virus still at home. The virus okay. still at home. Hey, you know what else? Done. All right, so a very special thank you to New Zealand. Hey, New Zealand, what's up? Thank you so much for listening. Y'all are fantastic. And thank you to the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Thank you, Trinis. We love y'all. And thank you to the Czech Republic. Czech Republic? What's good in 2022? Thank you to Hungary. Hungary. I'm hungry right now, but it's almost done. Hope you guys are doing great over there. <laughs> and thank you to Taiwan. Taiwan, thank you so much. And thank you to Chile. Chile. Ciao, bitches. And thank you to Thailand. Thailand. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Colombia. Colombia. Hola, hola. Thank you to Portugal. Portugal. Hola to you too. Hello. And thank you to Switzerland. The Swiss. We love y'all motherfucking Swiss. Uh, thank you to Italy. Italy. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Bellissima. <laughs> thank you to the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Denmark. Denmark. Honestly, one of those wild countries that have been there from the start. I don't understand it, but you guys are still listening. We love it. And thank you to Mexico. Mexico. Thank you. Gracias. Thank you to Russia. Russia. Home of Villanelle. I say it every time, but it hasn't changed. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to Brazil. Brazil. Hola to you motherfuckers over there. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you to Spain. Hola to all the Spaniards. Home of Maria and Villanelle's dead marriage. Hope y'all doing well. (laughs) Thank you to France. Bonjour to you French motherfuckers. Thanks for listening. Thank you to South Korea. Thank you to South Korea. We love y'all. Yes. Thank you to Germany. Germany. We got some fans we love out in Germany. Hello to you, bitches. Thank you to Australia. Australia. Down under. Happy New Year. And thank you for still listening. Yes. 
Thank you to Great Britain. You motherfucking Brits. Y'all already know what the deal is. Y'all already know. Your country's as messy as ours when it comes to the panini. I hope you're doing as well as you can over there. And thank you to South and North America. Oh, the motherfuckers back home. Mm-hmm. The motherfuckers in this bullshit reality that we call America during the panini. What's up, you American hoes? We love y'all. We appreciate your support. We do. Every last one of you motherfuckers that streams the podcast, even after you've heard us speak for hours already, and you're like, you know what, I'll listen to that episode again. We fucking love y'all. I don't think we would have had the the gumption, the passion, to return, even though Killing Eve be trying to kill our fucking vibes oh, half the sure time. Do. If it wasn't for all you guys still reaching out and listening to the podcast, we so, so, so appreciate you. Yes, it's helpful that us screaming into the void is actually being appreciated and valued by those around the diaspora and uh, throughout the world. So we, we thank you for vibing with us. Vibing so, with us, fucking with us, screaming with us. It, it means that Crying what we're doing is not all in vain. Freaking out with us. And we appreciate it. Being ridiculous and unhinged about killing Eve. <laughs> <laughs> we can all be ridiculous together. Well, that concludes this preseason snack. And all that's left after all is said and done, till next time, here's hoping you get killed by a woman! And remember, hoes, have no fear. We are leaving Killing Eve with something. A villain Eve smash, right. love confessions, or traffic at my six orgy. But we are getting something. Have faith and Lauda. We trust y'all. See you bitches later. Bye. It's like totally murder.